Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and we are in a new Great People studio with my great people, great co-host, James Muncy. Morning, brother. Good morning. How you doing, friend? Uh, well, clearly we're getting much closer, friends. We are. Because if, are. You're, if you're catching us on Facebook Live or watching us on YouTube after the show, uh, the studio is a solid twice the size, yeah. maybe. And yet you and I are um, practically cuddling. I mean, this we is are. this. Uh, we're this is intense. Yeah, this, this is intense for me. I, I like the studio though; it's nice. I was it's... on I was on an airplane last night, mm-hmm. uh, coming back from a, um, a project I had, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I feel like you and I are still sitting on the same airplane, like even though we weren't <laughs> on the same airplane. But I'm like, you know how close you get? Yeah, on an oh, airplane, yeah. like literally, like you don't even know where to put your elbows. No, you're. That's in... how I feel right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe everyone should just take a step back. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, but this studio has been under construction for some time. Yeah. And uh, this, is, this is phase two. Yeah, we did a test run a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I uh, had to go back, make some tweaks. Well, the request was when Jonathan the juggler was going to be here, he was going to juggle. So he needed right. some air. He needed, yeah. but, uh, but he didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. But no, it's very cool. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Is this phase two? We'll be in phase two here for a little bit, and then we're going to have phase three coming. Phase three is almost done. Yeah. It's a big leap for our show, big leap for, for growth, where we're going. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a really, really cool place. You and I won't be sitting this close. Just huh. saying that. I'll miss it. It just won't happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, everyone, uh, now, oh, I guess we should uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, we have listeners and we need to talk to them right yeah, now. Yeah, good morning. Of each other. So, wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, the podcasts, perhaps you're listening to us on live radio in Richmond, 92.7, 820 AM. The answer, because we're part of that answer, oh, yeah. I believe. Uh, thank you for being here and allowing us to be part of your journey. Of course, always check out our website, greatpeopleshow.com. We are up. This is our 79th episode. We're creeping towards Man. 100. Yeah. Just creeping towards 100. And that 100th what episode is going to be it's massive have, celebration. It's, it's, it's pretty much going to have to get off the hook. Yes. I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to need to do some really big things for that. Yeah. It's going to be maybe actually bring Jonathan back and have him Maybe juggle. so. We'll see if we can find like some, you know, S-list, uh, you know, celebrities to we bring in. We can bring in every caller, every co-host. Yeah. Every producer, even people that we don't even know. Like, we could have people there that just, we just invited them and we don't even know who they are. Yeah. Well, that's 21 weeks away, but <laughs> we'll, uh, we could double up. Yeah. I mean, I want to get there faster. Can we do two shows Man. a week? Um, so why are you here? Why are we here? Well, every show we deliver to you, the listener, insights and inspiration, but you need both, right? I mean, you can't just be inspired if you're reading books or listening to podcasts or you're going to these motivational speakers. You, you just can't get jacked up. You need something that's going to penetrate you a little bit more conversationally, let's say, with yourself for a life of significance, because so many people I run into haven't quite figured out why they're here. I was talking to someone this week that there's only a few there's only a couple questions that you really have to answer about yourself is uh, why am I here and what am I supposed to do about it? Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're here to help you answer a couple of those questions. Um, being great isn't isn't a selfish. It should not be a selfish drive. It should be something that you're doing to uh, be better for the people around you. Yeah. And that's that's why we're here. So thank you all for being here. Now, James, I'm curious, how coachable are you? 
I'm pretty I'm pretty coachable, I think. I'm always pretty, open. Pretty coachable. Yeah, I'm I'm always open on to, a 1 to 10. On a 1 to 10, I'm I'm probably like a solid 7. Oh, so, okay. That's pretty coachable. Yeah. I don't mind listening to feedback. I don't always take all of the coaching that I'm given. Okay. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You can I mean, because at the end of the day, we all need to do what we think is is best, but I think being able to listen to others mm-hmm. and accept coaching yeah. is a very important trait. True. Accept it as in listen to it, not necessarily accept it as in do everything that yeah. somebody who's coaching you tells you they think you should do. Isn't that one end of the spectrum is if someone can be ultimately coachable, they literally just do what everyone tells them to yeah. do? I, I don't. I don't think that's a good thing. No, it's a recipe for failure, just like it's a recipe for failure if every time somebody tries to coach you, you immediately tell them why they're wrong and and, yeah. and just get instantly defensive. One thing that I think really drives me up the crazy, up the crazy? Mm-hmm. Sure. Is that, can we say that? It drives me up the crazy. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's a new thing that people would say. I don't even know it yet. But one started. thing that drives me up the crazy mm-hmm. is when people ask for advice. Right. So they seem incredibly coachable, and then they never do anything with what you tell them to do. Right. Like they usually don't do anything that anybody tells them to do, but they're constantly seeking advice. Yeah. That drives me up the crazy. You like that, don't you? I do. I do. I like it too. And we all, yeah, write that down. Right. We all we all have the best of intentions when somebody tells us something. But, but the fact is, JJ, if you're being coached, it's probably because you have a habit or a behavior that might need to be changed. And mm-hmm. oftentimes we know that that needs to be changed and it helps to hear it from even someone else because that reaffirms the fact that, shoot, I need to make an adjustment. Yeah. But actually following through mm. and doing it, that's the hard part. I mean, listening is the easy part. Well, and, and we use the word journey here a lot on the show that if you can be coachable long-term, because it's one thing to get a piece of advice and then and then not use it compared to I'm getting feedback from someone and then maybe I get it from someone else and then maybe I get it from someone else. Even if it's like in a multi-year period, sometimes that stuff just has to set in. So you yeah. can be very coachable. You can listen to people, take heart, agree with them, know that you need to do what they're saying. And even though you don't do it, it's sitting there. Mm-hmm. It's planted in your head. And I, and what I see more often than not, because life is a marathon, not a sprint, that these things take time. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to share when, when we come back from our break here. Just, I'm going to share a story of where I was yesterday in one of the most um, probably the most intense uh, projects I've ever done with mm. a client. I'm not going to give names and, and I, I really can't give but so many details, but I've I've got so many examples of coachability. And we're talking about people's uh, career destinies here. Right. Like they have the option of being coachable and keeping jobs and making sure they stay gainfully employed and excelling and going great places or not. Right. These are these are defining moments in our life. These are pivot points. And uh, it's something we got to talk about because everyone listening right now needs to be a little coachable, Absolutely. a little bit more coachable. Everyone listening needs to be a little bit more coachable. So don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. So we're on the show talking about are you coachable? And the other question that we asked on social media this week, which really drove this one for me, is who gets to correct you? 
Mm. Because it's one thing, what we were talking about at the top of the show, it's one thing to get feedback from people and advice from people and then tweak some things in our life that, that we need to do a little different compared to we've done something and someone steps into our life and corrects us. Yeah. Sometimes very blatantly and, and directly. And the first person you have to think of is your mom or dad when you're a kid yeah. getting corrected. But what about when you're an adult? Who well, gets to correct you when you're an adult? If you have a significant other. Okay. They they generally, I was corrected before I left the home this morning. Were you really? <laughs> it's constant. And I don't mean that you in a bad get, way. You want to get into details on that? I, I'm be curious. No, just something that I, well, just something I hadn't taken care of that needed to be taken oh, care of. Oh, okay. okay. I, was, I was corrected. Okay. Um, and that's okay. And if you have a boss yeah. at work, you work for them. So they can certainly yep. correct you. So that's correcting things that typically I think we see as doing. Yeah. What about correcting things as far as who we are? Mm. Uh, it's, you know, James, James, you haven't taken the trash out yet. Yeah. Please, please don't forget. Oh, crap, right? James, you treat me horribly. I hear that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah. it, we're we're talking at a different level now, right? Because it takes it takes a lot of gumption to even say to someone something correct. Yeah, I mean, in my world, it that really would be limited to my lovely wife. Yeah. How, about, how about for you? You know, Sam's not a very corrective person. Mm-hmm. She she understands I'm kind of a hothead by nature, mm-hmm. and I don't take advice very well. She right. she finds she she finds some really uh, interesting ways to correct me. I often hear, "How did that work out for you?" You know, more post-mortem correction yeah. than, than anything. Um, I have, I'd say at this point, three people in my life professionally mm-hmm. that I will listen to every single word they say about me and say, you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and we've, we've got a list here that we're going to go through later. Actually, we should probably just go through it now. Screw that. Well, now you promised us to tell us the story about oh, yesterday. Yeah. Gosh, I'm on to so there's so much things. there's so much to do. So so later I'll talk about this whole um, three people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to stay on track. James. All right. I'm going to stay on track. All right. So um, I, I meet with a team of people. There's five people in a very successful commercial construction company. OK. And there's I would not say turmoil in the team uh, from my from their perspective. It's probably tumultuous from my perspective. I see it all the time. It's just business as usual. When you get five people together in an incredibly hectic, stressful, way behind deadlines, nothing seems to go right. Mm-hmm. A lot of things start to break apart with people. We become um, uh, primitive, right? C- kind of in the way that we t- treat people and talk to people and whatnot. And you can walk into these situations. So what we do is we put everyone in a room. And everything that we do in this particular situation is based on some assessments. We do some assessments so that we show people who they are first in a private environment uh, to get them to agree that, yeah, I'm that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have those tendencies. Then we bring them into a large group, into a bigger context, and get them talking to each other. And my goal at the end of these types of meetings is to get everyone laughing about how different they are. Okay. It, 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 just to help people understand, well, no, no, no wonder you react that way right. when I say that. So when when these things get laid, uh, we call it laying the stinky fish out on the table. So when the stinky fish gets laid out on the table, um, you have a couple options here. 
you can either be defensive and fight and say, well, that's not me or that's why I said that. or That is a very uncoachable person. And, and I saw uh, that and the opposite of, hey, look, I'll take full responsibility for what I said, how I said it, the emotions that I were in. I want to do better. How can I do better? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that person will do better. That, that person will be a, a better team member, a better leader, ultimately be a better father. Right. Uh, be a better spouse. Like this, this type of mentality starts to run into every relationship in your life compared to the other personality where you literally, I think, have a couple different layers here. I mm-hmm. think you have a wall that you either put up on purpose and refuse to see what's on the other side of that wall. Like I've put this wall up so that I do not have to acknowledge anything that you're saying because mm-hmm. I don't believe any of it. Then you've got a type of person that puts the wall up and go, I don't like seeing through this wall. I actually want to know what's on the other side of it. I, I, I'm curious because I keep hearing people saying things over there. Right. And I, I don't know why they keep saying those things. So they try to get over their own wall. Mm-hmm. They try to get around it. They try. Sometimes people try to try to break through it. And it's part of that journey of being coachable. It's part of that journey of, of getting different. So the, the hard part is most people don't realize they put up that wall. Yeah, it's just business as usual, right? For them, it's just yeah. it's just it's it's that normal behavior pattern that they go through, and it's sad to watch mm-hmm. from a distance. I'm very blessed to be in a situation where, James, I get paid to help people see that wall and take down that wall. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this just happened to me two weeks ago. I walked away from somebody. They absolutely they actually didn't put a wall up. They put four walls up and put the, put the roof on it mm-hmm. and pretty much said, leave me alone. Mm. There's nothing, nothing I can do for that person at that. By far the most uncoachable person I've ever met. Wow. N- ni- nice person, mm-hmm. n- not a bad person to be around. And, and I don't want to get into his business too much, but I can give you 10 characteristics, which we will hear in just a little bit, 10 characteristics that uh, he probably possessed most of them of what made him uncoachable. Huh. Wow. Quite the list. So for you personally, since you you do all this as, as a part of your job, how, how coachable – go back to the first question of the show. How coachable are you? So I used to be in my late teens, early to mid-20s, the most uncoachable person. At some point in the show, I should probably get my former manager to call into the show <laughs> to tell us how uncoachable I was. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny because um, we had a rough relationship because I was so young and uncoachable. But we had breakfast probably 10 years after that, which was probably 10 years ago. And I just took him out to breakfast because I hadn't seen him in years. And I just apologized for how much of a jerk I was. Mm. And he laughed. I laughed. We all laughed. Um, so I went through this journey. Once I got into Carnegie uh, when I was 20 – gosh, how old was I? I was 20 – seven years old, Mm -hmm. when I got into Carnegie, I realized real quick, I can't do this for a living and not be coachable. Yeah. Like that's, that's a standard that we set in our own business. If you're working with a coach and the coach isn't coachable, you need to get a new coach. Like to me, that is a prereq. If if you're going to have the, the abilities to help someone grow, you have to want to grow too. If you're done growing to, in my opinion, you have no credibility. So I went on a personal journey of trying to break down all these, these, and most of it's centered in ego. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I still have a tough time. I have a tough time getting feedback from people that I don't trust, admire, or respect. That's where I become uncoachable. Well, that's when people force that on. You know, when people give. I have one situation. I gave a. uh, You and I are are pretty good on stage. Yeah, we 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 get paid to do it. Yep, and we continue to get paid to do it. So that means we don't suck at it. Probably doing something right. Right. Um, I had a woman come up to me afterwards who I I think she was a speaker. I I don't know. Right. But she just started telling me all the things that I could have done better. I, I didn't know her. Wow. And I was gracious. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cry. She might as well have taken this bottle full of bugs and just poured it in the back of my shirt. That's how I felt getting that, that feedback from somebody. I didn't take any of it. Like, I couldn't. I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. Like, you, you didn't even earn anything with me. So in order to be coached, preferably, Ideally, the person who's giving you that feedback has some level of credibility in your mind, right? Because that's, that's why we take advice from people a lot of the time versus not taking it because we respect the individual who is talking with us. Now, I don't think that necessarily means that they're a good friend of yours, or that you know them, but at least you know of them. You know that they are credentialed. Yep. You know that they know what they're doing. So, for example, if, if, somebody were to go and sit down with a psychologist for some issues that they're working through. You may not know that psychologist, but you know, hey, this guy is or girl is is well-reviewed and they have all these credentials. A certificate and, on the wall. Right. And yep. I should probably... They haven't gone to jail. Right. And I should probably open to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time when you're being coached, whether it's through a psychologist, whether it's through a friend, a boss, a spouse, just like... We always say on the show that what we hope in the 40-some minutes that we get to to talk here every week, that you get a few nuggets. Yep. Everything that we say on this show may not be relevant to you. You may not agree with it, mm-hmm. but hopefully you can pull out some nuggets. And and for me, that's the same way I look at being coached. Hopefully in a 30-minute conversation I might have with someone, I may not agree with everything, but there's probably going to be some nuggets there. Yeah. And – how well do those nuggets stand out to you? Yeah. Because if you are listening to anything, this show, reading a book, watching a video, whatever it is, and something comes up and you go, wow, that really struck me. Mm-hmm. That's a coachable moment. That's a deeply coachable moment for you. Um, on that topic, there are uh, what we found were seven sources of trust mm-hmm. that enables you to listen to coaching from someone, be coachable from someone comes from a book by Dan Kennedy, actually on marketing. It's a marketing book huh. because that's what marketing is, isn't it? Like if we, if we buy into the marketing of a product or service, uh, watch a commercial, look at an ad, whatever, and, and there's something there that triggers us to go spend money on it, right. there's, a trust, there's, a, there's a trust factor on that marketing, and it's the same way with, with people. So I was reading this. Actually, somebody sent me this list, and I went, oh, my gosh, that's the same list on whether someone can coach us or not. Huh. So number one was the one that you just mentioned, which is they have authority, right. a doctor, a lawyer, accountant, a police officer. Now, on here is a fireman. I'm mm-hmm. curious, James, in, in your service uh, or your time in the fire service, have you ever gone to help someone? And it was very clear what they needed. And they said, no, 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 no. They were trying to tell you what to do different. And you're like, no, no, no. We're doing this. This is what, like, have you ever had people that try to tell you how to do your job? Well, not to try to tell me to do my job. Where where you usually see it in in that is with the uh, EMS 
side of of the fire service where there's somebody who's incredibly sick who maybe a family member a friend somebody's called sometimes them have called 911 and you're like you, we need to take you to the hospital like like now yeah, yeah. and oh no 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 i don't i just wanted <laughs> to get checked out i don't need to go to the hospital and and um somebody like that you have to actually get you have to get a refusal signed that that says that you're refusing to go to the hospital AMA, which is against medical advice. Okay, so that, I think that's where we see it. The okay, most. so it, it 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 happens to anybody that's yeah. probably listening right now, where you either buy into the authority or you push back on the authority. Right. Uh, a second one is affinity. So you share some sort of a background with that person. Maybe uh, maybe you used to work with them and, yeah. and you saw them as a credible person. Or you went to the same college with them or some something that builds some level of connectivity. Right. Um, you, you know somebody that uh, you share a common friend. Like if you recommended someone to me, I would be all over. A warm referral. A- absolutely. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Um, so we're, what we're talking about on today's show is can you become more coachable? How can you become coachable? Don't go away, folks. You're listening to The Great People Show. <laughs> So where does trust come from so that you can become more coachable? You can listen to the people around you. Who can correct you? These are some of the questions that we're answering on today's show. Um, the first two that we talked about were they have authority and they have affinity. The second or the third one is uh, there's there's credibility. There's yeah. just something there. Um, perhaps it's it's hearing it from someone else. Uh, you know what? I, I think social media really gives us a, a way to check out someone's credibility. Mm-hmm. If if we are going to take their advice or listen to them or whatnot. Uh, longevity is another one. Yeah. How long have you known this person? Um, the three folks that I mentioned, I've known all of them very long. Yeah. That helps. And the other thing is it's not, I don't think um, ironic is all of them are older. Right. So they have longevity as people. Mm-hmm. Right. That, to me, that's a huge, that's the, my elders are who I tend to listen to the most. I have an eight. So I have a problem listening to, to folks and taking advice from folks that are my age or younger, like if they're in their 20s. I, I'm at that age where I can go. Oh, what do you know? Right. You're young. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot of a lot of trust comes from if if you're an accountant and and you are talking to another accountant who's been doing it for twice as long mm-hmm. as you have, and you know makes a great living and has a successful practice in what they do. That's probably a person who you should listen yep. to. Yep. Another one here, uh, celebrity. You know, it's funny. Some people just have a, a celebrity status. Well, there's one thing that we've learned from the media, JJ. It's that anything that any celebrity ever says is completely accurate. And it's why they campaign for people. And yep. literally, I mean, it's crazy. Celebrities will campaign for people and swing major votes. So one of my because big, they're experts yeah. on politics. It's right? one of my biggest pet peeves ever. Well, they're experts in politics and immunizations in religion <laughs> in yeah, everything, in everything in, in global warming. I mean, you name it. Science. Uh, celebrities have all the answers. <laughs> But just because I completely hate the fact that that people listen to celebrities like they're experts on everything, yeah. this that's absolutely accurate. It's I mean, very people accurate. listen to these people that are actors for a living and, or singers. And this happens a lot in our industry. Somebody, all they have to do is just write a book. It doesn't even have to be a good book. And everyone's like, oh, I'm going to do everything in the book mm-hmm. simply because that person has a name. Yeah. Like it. It. it don't even have to have a conversation with that person. They don't even have to have a relationship with that person. It's all of a sudden everything they say is just literally gospel. Right. 
ridiculous to me. Another one is, uh, I've always had trouble with this word, familiarity. See, mm-hmm. I can't even get that, that no, tongue, my tongue there. to move on, the, on that familiarity. one. Familiarity. Um, but clear, clearly somebody that you're familiar with, that you've had some experience with. Mm-hmm. This one, this last one on this list of where trust comes from is, is really important for me personally, is frequency. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of us get or, or take the test with people on how well we take their advice or listen to them is how often are we listening to them? Like how yeah. many conversations have you had with this person? It's very frustrating for some of us that are in the giving advice business or the uh, – we talked about earlier when you give someone's advice and they don't take it. How many times do you have to hear it before you start to do something with it? Mm-hmm. And yet I do understand, I truly understand that it's important for us to have a a number of conversations with someone before we start to really feel good, that they know what they're talking about. And it's good for me because you can you you can feel really good that someone knows what they're talking about. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. Right? I mean, if, if you're doing everything every someone tells you simply because um, you just believe what they, they have to say. You have to put a filter on this thing. Yeah. You have to really make sure this is the right thing because there's a lot of people that will take advice and just see somebody else doing something or be like, oh, I want to be like that person. And that's not you. It's not for you. Quit trying to quit, quit trying to be someone else. That's a very dangerous position to be in. It is. It is. And uh, no, I love that one. So what does it look like to be more coachable? Well, you can change, you can change your mind. If you're the kind of person that rarely ever changes your mind, you are probably uncoachable. If you get very stuck in your ways and you never go off course of what you think is always the best answer, you're probably pretty uncoachable. No, devil's advocate would say, well, yeah, but what if I'm right? Yeah. Well, you can't be that right. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just can't be that right. Right. There's always going to be moments where you go, maybe I don't have the right answer this time. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a huge litmus test. And I ask that, I ask that question to a lot of people. It's like, how often do you change your mind? And most people, most people say not often, mm-hmm. but they'll also tell me they're pretty coachable. It's like, okay. All right. <laughs> I think, James, I think we all want to be coachable. We all want to say we're coachable. We all want to have the image in ourselves that we're coachable. But at the end of the day, most of us aren't. I, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, a lot of it's it's like you said, a lot of people know that they should be coachable. Yeah, I'll say that a lot of people know that they should listen to the advice, but they can't help themselves. Right. They they simply don't. You know, it's because a lot of the time it's hard to take the advice. It's easy to continue doing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, and and There's no risk. Yeah, I think sometimes it's it's laziness, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's easier to not take yep. the coaching. And there's no perceived risk. Right. But there's really a tremendous amount of risk. Yeah. You, you probably have more chances of not meeting your goals by staying in your lane than you do by listening to other people that are surrounding you right now. Yes. That have the advice, the encouragement the words, the ideas to help you achieve what you want to achieve. Yep. But that's scary for a lot of people. I get it. But it w- really brings us to the next one. What, el- what else does it look like to be coachable is you're aware of the need to change and improve. Um, when we went on Facebook this week or social media this week and asked, 
Are you coachable? Who gets to correct you? Most of the answers, except one, my friend Ryan, he's a trip. Most of the answers says, I'm correctable by anybody. I listen to everybody. I'm very coachable. Like those are the mentalities of growth. Right. And then, of course, Ryan, who is just a hilarious guy in general, he's like, no, it's pretty much my way or the highway. <laughs> and I really today don't know if he's being serious or not. But I think most of us reflect that if we want to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. I mean, awareness, though, doesn't get you there. I mean, what you just and again, this is all this is one of several steps. But being aware of the need to change and improve, there's a huge difference between that and being willing to change and improve or making the effort to change and improve. I'm I'll tell you, JJ, I'm aware of plenty of things that I need to do right now to change and improve. And you know what? I'm not doing a good job at (laughs) at at doing a lot of. Yeah. And I think that's true for most people. And I wonder if you're listening right now and you may be saying that you need to improve, but if you're not improving, is it related to being non-compliant, to being a non-compliant person, having authority issues and just too daggone independent? Yeah. Like literally, and maybe that ties into some hurt that you had in your past Mm -hmm. where people have burned you or because I meet a... James, I meet a lot of people like that. Yeah. It's just the nonconformist cannot take authority. They they take coaching as someone having authority over them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're right. Taking coaching is having authority over you, and you need to allow that to happen. Yeah. Because that person has taken some sort of a bold step. If they aren't doing it to help you to get to the next level, uh, then they're doing it to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. And I think some people don't know how to distinguish those two things. They they don't know how to take good coaching from good from sound people that are in, looking for their best interest compared to someone that uh, they want to control me. Yeah. Because they felt like they've been controlled by other people. And they don't know how to distinguish between someone that's there to help them and someone that's there to hurt them. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 a big that's where the frequency probably comes in. It's letting your guard down over time. Um, another one here is a willingness to step out of your comfort zone because the best, absolute best place to be coached in the whole wide world is when you're out of your comfort zone. I'll give you a real life, everyday example. If you are at work and you know you need to do better in your job and you are maybe getting into some trouble, things aren't... Or things are failing for you, you're not meeting deadlines or whatever, you're already out of your comfort zone now. That is the best time to take coaching because you are the most susceptible to listen to someone telling you what to do to get out of that, and you're going to go do something with it. Yeah. If you are deep in your comfort zone, everything's status quo, just kind of rolling right now, and you receive coaching, you receive feedback, you receive anything that anybody is doing to help you, you're probably instinctively going to say, I'm all right, I'm good. Who wants to screw around with the status quo when it's that good? Sure. Like the best place you can be coached is out of your comfort zone, period. Hmm. Really deep out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I saw that yesterday in my meeting with this with this group. There was, some, there was a couple people in there that were visibly out of their comfort zone, and they were getting this feedback. And there's so, – so there's a moment of impact there. Are they going to take it and be like, this could be what I need to get out of this jam? Or nope. I got this. Yep. Because the uncoachable person 
is got is that they think they can solve all their all their own problems. If you feel like you can always solve all of your own problems, you're probably uncoachable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, no, I've been in I've been in that situation recently myself. So that totally makes sense. Well, we're in another situation. What's that? We have to take a break. My gosh, I know this is going by fast. We should turn this into ten shows. You want to? <laughs> Don't go away, folks. You're listening to the Great People Show. So are you coachable or how coachable are you? Do you want to be more coachable? You say you want to be more coachable, but do you really? I hope you do. Uh, here's some other reasons or or maybe um, things to look at to know whether you're coachable or not is um, can you be vulnerable and transparent? Like if you have too many walls up, if you have too many, if you're too guarded, you're, it's going to be very difficult for you to be coachable. Uh, I think it's natural, especially if you've been through some hurt. Um and humility, if, if, if you can't find humility somewhere, you're not going to be coachable. Yeah. And it, it can be tough on people's egos to, to be vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, and to humble themselves to know that they need coaching. I mean, we want to have all the answers, especially those of us who are, you know, like you and I, they're more A-type personalities. I mean, you know, we don't, we don't like to let that guard down. It's scary. And that's where, what we talked about previously about where trust comes from, the more authority the person has, the more credibility they have, the more longevity and familiarity they have with you, the more likely you are to be more transparent, to be vulnerable, and really let them help you. Yep. Yep. Um, Because if you don't lay it all out on the table, folks, you're not going to get all the coaching that you need. If somebody starts, you know, if somebody says, you know, JJ, you just haven't been yourself lately. I'm worried about this, that, or the other that I've seen from you. To really be able to let them help you the rest of the way, you've got to, you've got to be willing to to drop that guard and explain to them, well, here's yeah. what's going on. Um, and that's 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 not always that's not always easy. It's a habit that we don't even realize we have. I think no. the most guarded. There's a few. There's a few people I've met in the world where they they admit, yeah, I'm a pretty guarded person. But for the most part, when when I'm working with someone or even just having a conversation with someone, you just know their personality. They don't realize how guarded they are. Yeah, it's a protective mechanism. I get it. But the 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 thicker that is and the higher it goes, the greater the chance that you have of not really taking some amazing feedback and advice from people. Yeah, and and so we've talked about where trust comes from, so so why we would trust people to coach us. We've talked about the traits of a person who is coachable. So what if what if I don't have all those traits? What if I'm I'm trying to be more coachable? Yeah. Well, you've come to the right place, James. So is everyone else. How can we become more coachable? The I think the easiest thing you can start doing right now is ask others for their opinions more often. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as saying, what do you think? Yep. What do you think? So if you're a leader, if you're a manager, if if you're um, in, in anywhere, work, nonprofit, personal, somewhere you volunteer, wherever, a parent. Um, some people would say, you know, you don't want to do this with your, your kids. I totally disagree. Um, we can become very directive and commanding when with, when we have answers and we want things done and yep. we tell people what to do. Part of this being coachable piece 
is even when you think you have all the right answers, you know what needs to be done, being coachable is to the people around you saying, what do you think about this? Even in the back of your mind, if you don't care what they think about this, if you give people an opportunity to see things from a different point of view than you, inevitably, if you do that enough, you will eventually hear somebody say something that you will out loud respond, huh, I didn't think of that. Mm -hmm. That is being coachable. That is listening to the people around you and getting things that you can implement new in your life and you can get past your own your own ego. And that's uh, very difficult for some of you to do because you're just, just straight up, you're not wired to be that way. And think of what it does for the other person. Mm -hmm. Think how powerful it is for that person to be included in something just to be able to give their opinion on it. Being coachable isn't about having something that's wrong with us and then going to an authority to help us fix that. Being coachable is is literally opening up our periphery so wide on the things around us and the people around us that we're picking things out that we never would have been able to see on our own because someone brought it to our attention, mm -hmm. even if they didn't mean to, even if we didn't mean to. I mean, James, I'm as I'm you were asking me earlier if I'm coachable. I am working so hard to be so observant of things, literally. Like, you know, just an example would be just coming in this morning and having a conversation with our producer, Tracy. And you never know, like, what words might be just coming out of a conversation to go, you know, that's an interesting thought. Like, you just become yeah. very introspective about just normal things that people say around you. You know, I'm a faith-driven guy. I think all the answers are around us. I think... I think God gives us all the answers to every problem that we're facing right now. But the reason we don't notice them is because we can't get past ourselves. We're, when I was thinking about – so I, I heard on the radio going to Greensboro two weeks ago on a radio station, they, they used the word, who gets to correct you? I went, oh, that would be a good show, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good show. And then it, lead, it led, me to believe, led me to know that this is about being coachable. I'm so excited about this topic because I think this is the greatest barrier that we have in our lives towards being who everyone needs us to be. Isn't that what being coachable is, is if we're getting feedback and advice from the people around us, we become more of the person they need us to be. Absolutely. Because they're asking for it. Yep. Yeah. I, we we become more of the person that, that they want us to be. and. And we may find things in ourselves that we never knew was there. You know, the idea of of doing what other successful people do to further our own success is something that I think is is way underutilized in in our in our society. You know, my success in business has been largely because what I have done in the various industries that I've worked in, I've identified leaders, really the most successful people in the country in these industries mm. that are outside of my competitive area. And I've solicited their advice. I've solicited their coaching. And as a result, I, frankly, we made a bunch of money mm -hmm. off of that. And the thing is that when you ask for coaching, when you ask for help, generally speaking, people want to help yes. other people. Yes. It is human nature 
for most people to want to help. And it's amazing when you ask. I mean, there was there was uh, someone who who is now like like family. We're so close. Who who lives on the other side of the country? And I asked him for some advice. He was very successful in the industry I was in. I, I called him, introduced myself, uh, asked him for some advice. Long story short, three weeks later, I ended up flying out to California wow. and spending five days with him. Um, did the same thing with somebody up in Ontario, Canada. Um, so we talk about asking people for their opinions more often. I'm telling you, folks, whether it's in business, whether it's in just things going on in your personal life, ask, ask, and, and you shall receive. Is there anybody in your life right now that you would be willing to fly to go and spend a few days with to learn from them? If the answer is no, then that, that needs to be another starting point. Mm-hmm. You need to find that person because to me, and I, so, so the three folks that I have in my life, I absolutely, I'm lucky one of them's here in Richmond. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, but um, the the irony in this is the other two happen to live in Vancouver, Canada. Mm. They they know of each other, but it's they're very unrelated to each other. So I would absolutely fly to Vancouver and spend as much time as I needed to to learn from those guys. Yeah, uh, hands down. Yep. One of one of them helped me with this project yesterday. And there's if if you don't have anybody in your life where you learn from from them in almost every conversation, you're really missing out in life. I agree. Because there are people absolutely around you right now that if you paid the time or, or, or took the time to pay attention to really what they were saying, and I don't think it's selfish to say, how does this relate to me? What does this mean to me right now? Not at all. Then you you literally look forward to every conversation you have with that person because you know they're going to drop some wisdom somewhere. And it doesn't even have to be someone that means to. It could be someone that's just being themselves. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, that's very powerful. I need to do that. I need to be more like that. And it starts to match all the um, all the characteristics of this trust that we're talking about. Something else that really drives this whole conversation is you need to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And when you get out of your comfort zone, I mentioned this earlier, when you're out of your comfort zone, you become the absolute most coachable you could be. Do it with someone around you that you can seek help and advice from. Yep. So if you're going to tackle a big project or or just do something that brings a little bit of fear to you, share that with someone that you feel could be, should be an authority on that and say, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb and do this. Would you help me? You know, if someone reached out to me right now and said, I want to be a better public speaker. And I'm, I'm so I went and booked a gig. You right. know, I'm speaking at a rotary club mm-hmm. and I'd really love for you to come there. And give me some as my guest, and give me some feedback, dude. I would be on that. I don't even. Sure. I don't even need to know that person. Yeah. I'd be like, if you're going to seek me out and ask me for my feedback and advice, you better believe it. Sure. Again. How many people would actually do that, though? I again, I think that we people want to help other people. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I had somebody a while ago tell me that they they were they wanted to meet somebody else in business to help them out with a project, okay. and they said, but this this person was a big. Uh, big executive in this company. Okay. And they said, well, James, I'm just, I'm, I, we're friends on LinkedIn, but you know, I don't really know him. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm not going to call him. I mean, he, he, or, you know, contact him. And what I told him is I said, you know, I have never reached out to somebody that I don't know and made a nice introduction to ask them to have coffee, meet for coffee mm. or meet for lunch and had them say no, never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, Shoot him a shoot him a LinkedIn message. Say we have coffee with me next week. I'd like to meet you, so on and so forth. He did it, and of course the person said yes because 
people don't generally say no to that yeah. stuff. But most so, people don't ask. Right. And 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 the next thing here is we need to make a list of, of who we have the most respect for. Mm-hmm. Make that list. Don't be scared if it's someone who you think is out of your league, so to speak. They're, they're not. Yeah, you don't have to know that person. No. Um, talk less, listen more. Man, how often do we say that on the show? <laughs> think less about yourself and more about other people. If you do that, you will you will get the coaching that you need. Mm-hmm. I'm a paid coach, and I still feel I, I could say this with complete integrity. If you if you ask the right people enough things, you don't have to pay for someone to coach you. Right. I mean, you're surrounded by people that are more than willing to help you move forward to do whatever you want to in life. Um, and perhaps that's why you listen to, your sh- to our show. So thank thank you all for being here. Yep. Uh, perhaps we're part of that coaching environment for you. We come here every Thursday morning just to be here with you, for you, whether you're listening to us on the podcast. We, we just want to thank you for being part of the Great People Show and maybe allowing us to be kind of your coach on call yeah. in a way and being coachable. So that's the encouragement we have for you is go out and be coachable. That's right. And listen to the show. We'll be here to help you out, talk with you, see what your problems are. Uh, we are your on-call coaches. We'll see you next time. See ya! Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Some superheroes.